We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking free agent pickups and grading next week's two-start starters on the Friday edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clayling here with Todd Zola, as usual on Fridays. Going to be looking ahead to next week's two start starters and uh, also talking a little bit about last night's pickups in the Rotowire Stake League. Uh, but some tough news with Clayton Kershaw today, Todd, on the 15 day IL with uh, right SI joint inflammation. So it uh, sounds like he could only spend a minimum amount of time on the IL, but uh, a tough blow regardless for. The Dodgers and his fantasy managers. Yeah, I think Jeff Erickson and I, we need to take responsibility. On the show earlier this week, I don't remember it was Monday or Tuesday, we kind of joked. Actually, we didn't joke. We were discussing, you know, is it time to give Mike Trout and Clayton Kershaw, Aaron Judge, you know, potent, you know, perennial injured players increase their playing time expectation? We said, yeah. And we both did it. And uh, <laughs> oops. The second you do that, you yeah, know, there's found, a reason, right? There's the way a it reason. Happens. Yeah. So, but but it does sound like a minimal minimal stint, and I think Google broke. What was it SI joint? Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, I think Google went down. People Google people searching SI joint earlier. Uh, the internet broke, but it, it looks like it should be minimal. But you know, I, I, I you know we'll we'll see. You know, I mean. Um, I don't know if you need, I haven't looked at their schedule, look at it a bit to see who comes up and who fills in, but Mitch White, they've got some, they've got some, uh, short term replacements over there in La La Land. Yeah. And Walker Bueller stepping in tonight against the Phillies. So we'll see, but that's, yeah, it's a long season. It just goes to show like things may be going well now, but, uh. You yep. know, we dock a guy's playing time or innings for a reason. And, uh, yep. Past yep. missed time is the best indicator of future missed time. So just uh, another bump in the road for Kershaw. We'll wish him best of luck in his recovery. Todd, the, the top pickup last night in the stake league was George Kirby. Probably unsurprisingly for most, uh, 33 bucks. And as I was telling James, you know, it'll be dependent on this next start from Kirby. But that may be on the low end. And then FBC this weekend, because, of course, Kirby was not available in the vast majority of leagues last weekend. Yeah, uh, he goes, what, tomorrow night, Saturday Saturday night is his next start. And, you know, you can't – people might be making the comparison to Matt Brash where Brash started out well and then hit the skids. Kirby's a different pitcher, right? He's more of a control guy that strikes people out as opposed to Brash who – Threw it by people, but sometimes didn't hit the plate. So pretty often didn't hit the plate. Yeah, kind of yeah. different profiles there. So cautiously optimistic with Brash. Uh, I do think there's Kirby, right? Kirby, Cobb, yeah, Kirby. Yeah. Sorry, yes. No, I just wanted to be sure. Yeah, was, I mean, yeah. still reason to be, you know, not totally out on Brash. Long oh no, term. no, I don't want to be Brash to judgment. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 no, I, yeah, let's let let's let Brash get things together. But with Kirby. You know, I'm in the what have you done for me lately or what are you going to do for me in the next month mode. 
So I, you know, you can argue, oh, I don't want to go all in because what if they temper innings and this and that, the other thing. All right, they temper innings. I'll get somebody else in August and September. I want the numbers he's going to give me now. So, uh, yeah, I like I like Kirby. Have him in one league, have him in the XFL, have him active. So I wasn't waiting to see, you know, and I need another good start. No, nah, he's active for me. Uh, don't think I will be, I do not think I'll be getting him in any, and you know, I'll put in the, the air quote, keep him honest bids, but I'm pretty sure there'll be some, uh, some liars. If you, if we're keeping them honest, does that make them liars? If they outbid <laughs> you, I don't know. But yeah, well, as much as I like liar. Kirby, maybe they're lying to themselves. Well, yeah, yeah, I can see it. But yeah, 33%, 330 bucks, 340, 50, 60. Uh, it doesn't crush you, but that's a lot of money. That's a lot. I'm of excited about Kirby, but I, I was telling James earlier, like, as I look around my fantasy teams, I'm not really hurting for pitching right now. This, okay, in this environment, in this environment, it feels like there's a lot of found money on the on the pitching side. So while I would very much like to add Kirby, a I don't think I have the money to in a lot of leagues. But also, I kind of want to be saving up my money for offensive help because that's where I'm really hurt. And I feel like that's the case for a lot of fantasy managers. Yeah. Well, you kind of just said it. If I mean everybody's in the same boat you still need to separate yourself and maybe that's getting a bigger lead in pitching now. Yeah, but man. yeah, you have, you, you just kind of have to play it, play it by ear, know your own personal strength down the line. But yeah, I mean, to me, as good as the, the prospects are for Kirby, one third of a budget on a, a still, I mean, a relative unknown if, you know, we're scouting, we, people like James tell us all about him, but there's still an an R a shroud of mystery over every rookie. And I, you know, to me, that's a big expenditure. Um, I would rather, I'd rather break that thirty-three percent up into smaller increments, and kind of get under the radar guys with a good start that week or a good start the next week, as opposed to put, go. And I don't want to say going all in, but making a big expenditure on Kirby. I try to rather get several smaller incremental improvements than the, than the, taking a chance on the one big one. I think I'm with you there, but uh, I certainly get the appeal and uh, yeah, some people are going to be breaking the bank for Kirby this weekend. We'll see how it pans out. Alec Thomas was the second highest priced uh, pickup last night in the Rotowire Stake League. $20 for Alec Thomas. So he was slugging under 500 at AAA, but three extra base hits already, including a homer. And uh, yeah, I'm hurting for offense. He wasn't a guy that I felt like could like move the needle a ton for me, but I did pick him up in one league and I uh, didn't really come close here at 20 bucks, but um, yeah, I'm looking to pat some holes in the outfield. So I I'll be in on Thomas again this weekend. Yeah. Another Not for 20 percent of my budget yeah. though. You're right. 20, 20 is a little more amenable, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather get in the 14, 15, 16% range. Um, but right now he's playing. Even hitting towards the top of the order sometimes, depending upon the lineups. But um, we'll see when Carson Kelly comes back and Dalton Varsho moves back to the outfield. Because right now, there's no obvious. Well, no, there is. And I, I think I, whether I went through with you or Jeff, I forget. But DH is open. Uh, Seth, Seth Beer's just not doing the job. So there is a spot for Alec Thomas to stay. And it, to me, if, 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 you know, if, if this beer turns it back around, then it looks to me like the DH spot in Arizona would be best be used like cycling players through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Especially opposed, when Carson Kelly's back, right? You can, yeah, you, you know, Pavin, Pavin Smith and uh, Walker. You can get, you know, Pavin Smith can play in and outfield, so you get Walker off his feet for a day. Uh, Peralta, you know, you can cycle them all through, as opposed to having a permanent DH. So who's to know? I mean, maybe, maybe Seth Beer uh, gets it back and becomes the full-time DH or the, the regular DH, at least platoon-wise. But so I'm a little less concerned about Thomas's playing time going forward. You know what? I think I'd rather – just because of what you're saying about offense, I, I think I'd rather – because I'm still bully-hitting managed pitching. I think I'd still rather invest 20% on Thomas than 33 on Kirby, even though Kirby may be the better player. I can see where you're coming from. I mean, a guy like Lamont Wade might be out there too I- – for me, I think Thomas and Wade are not too far off, and the prices right. from last night kind of reflect that. Thomas for twenty, Lamont Wade for sixteen, and another league last night, Derek Van Riper's keeper league. I got Lamont Wade for six, so that could end up being a pretty nice little keeper contract at six. And 
uh, leading off against righties, Lamont Wade. Yep, that's what he did last year. And if he can, ret- you know, last year, I don't know, out over his skis because San Francisco does such a good job of putting of putting their players in the best positions to succeed. But, um, yeah, he, at least for this year, he still should have first base outfield, I believe, as well, right? The dual eligibility. Uh, yeah, maybe I think not. maybe I, I so, did. but um, maybe yeah, not in this league. But, I think. but that's that's always nice as well. And yeah, he, he, now that he's back, he'll be inserted. You know, Brandon Belt's been in and uh, uh, hurt, not hurt. So White will probably start out in the outfield a little bit more. But hey, as long as he's in the lineup. Juan Yepes was a $15 ad. So pretty busy, uh, pretty busy week. Quite a yeah. bit of spending this week. Uh, Yepes, I did have a bid on, but I was about. Ten dollars less, so he's been great. He's cle- been clean up mm-hmm. for St. Louis. Do you think they're just kind of done with uh, the Pujols, Corey Dickerson platoon? Do you think there may be still some playing time concerns with Yepes? Um, Corey Dickerson's better than he has shown, but he's not good enough to wait it out forever. So I think it's okay to bring Yepes in. I don't know how many more milestones Pujols has in him. I think he's hit the major ones. Uh, at this point, I think he's just, you know, the occasional bat against left-handers, uh, clubhouse presence. I So it's more about Dickerson for me. And um, I do like him. And he has performed pretty well in, in, in pitcher's parks over his career. But he's not good enough to wait it out. That, that's a division where... I mean, no one's going to run away, but you don't want to get behind either. So I can kind of see trying to trying to get that production out of Yepes, especially because Tyler O'Neill is struggling. Yeah, he hasn't his, done much. His his uh, strikeout rate is is kind of where it was last year. You know, high but manageable. Uh, he's just not hitting the ball with any kind of authority, which is a little bit weird because he's been a very high exit velocity batter. His I was hoping to do a deep dive on him. And just be able to say, I want him because, um, you know, his exit velocity is there. He's just not getting results. No, no. His exit velocity is down. And the kind of concerning part a little bit is it looks like last, at least after a month and a half, it looks like last year was the outlier because it's very close to the previous couple of seasons. You know, we all kind of were hoping that last season was the new baseline or at least close to it. It still might be. Uh, but at least looking at the numbers right now, you can make a good argument that last year, was the outlier. Now, if he did it For last Tyler year, O'Neal, right? Right. Yeah. He did it last year. Who's to say O'Neill couldn't do it again this year? Yeah. And hopefully he will. Um, is he a buy low for me? Now I'm asking myself questions. That, who needs you, Clay? I'll ask my own questions. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is he a buy low? Oh, man. He's not someone I'm searching to buy low, but if the cost isn't that much, yeah, sure. I'll buy low. I could see that. Yeah, I did have some K concerns and I'm not, you know, patting myself on the back, but I just, when you have some play discipline issues, it just opens up some downside. And we're seeing that with uh, Tyler O'Neill this year. Yeah. yeah and Yepes, yeah. you know, I'm not going chasing after his his hot start, not chasing after a 400 average and a couple of homers throughout games. But the fact that he's locked into the cleanup spot makes me think he's not going anywhere in that that lineup. So, right. We, we saw, you know, we saw him at the fall league. He hit pretty well. Not that that matters, but. You know, sometimes it, you know, it's nice. It's good to have eyes on the guy, you know. It was no, fun to have too. eyes on him. Kind of, he was a bit of a surprise in the fall league, if I recall. Uh, but that's fine. Late bloomers are, you know, unexpected, you know, just sometimes it just clicks. But um, yeah, I um, did not, did not have any, did not go after Yepes last week. And I, you know, I think it's a week too late. The stake league, the timing is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, kudos to those that got him, and hopefully he does well. Yeah, too late in most leagues, but I uh, should be scooped up at least as a bench piece. And those where he's still available, Juan Yepes, and then uh, Emilio Pagan was picked up. Vidal Brujan. I added Jonathan Scope for five, and just like with Yepes, where you don't get to bank all those great stats he's put up to this point, if you pick him up now, you know I don't have to take all those awful. Offers <laughs> with Jonathan Scope. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. I mean, he may give me a bunch more, but I think he's a lot better than than he's shown so far. I mean, Scope. No, I agree. I agree. And I think that lineup. I think that lineup will get better. You know, as a, as a group. Same. And then uh, Brooks Rayleigh picked up. He's gotten a couple of saves for Tampa Bay. Spencer Strider 
for five, I kind of wish I'd uh, gone after him because even in this bullpen role, it's, it's essentially in the rotation, right? So, um, and really doing the the piggyback thing, the follower, pretty darn good for his fantasy value. So I kind of wish I'd gotten uh, Spencer Strider in this league. It's a fourteen team mixed league, but I think he clears the bar in that league. And Kyle Bradish, eleven Ks in his last outing. Yeah, we're going to wow. be talking a little about Bradish in a few minutes, so we'll yeah. uh, we will uh, right. a nice an, an interesting two step. But yeah, no, he um, Baltimore pitchers in general are. You know, it's not just the park, and again, maybe the park's giving them confidence, but they are—they're uh, beginning to show the Orioles a little bit of noise. Little uh, the patience the fan base has shown, it, knock on wood, could be rewarded rewarded pretty quickly. And who knows? Someone may, uh, some guy named Rutschman, may be catching Bradish soon enough. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, well, I, I assume you know it's not going to be too long. But yeah, Spencer Strider, Bradish, a couple other examples of found money. I know Bradish didn't fare too well in his first couple starts. Just feels like Todd's a lot of guys popping up on the pitching side who can help, but not so much on the the hitting side. Well, yeah, well that's that's due to the environment, right? It's due to the landscape. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, everybody's using the same pool. So you know, every if everybody's getting the help, no one's getting the help. And you're right. So, you do have to even, you know. With the way things are, you have to find a way to differentiate yourself somehow. And maybe that is still on the pitching side since everybody's right. doing bad offensively. Yeah. Or, you know, like I keep saying, and, and this is, you know, I've said this on different outlets, different outlets today, if you will. You know, it's like the old 100. I'm going to give 110%. Wow, you can't give 110. I'm going to, I'm going to work even harder at maximizing my bat, my plate appearances, you know, and, and, and go with, Three guy, three starts versus four starts. Uh, left-handed battery against three right-handed. You know, I'm going to max. You know, you always should maximize it, right? You always should make every effort to maximize matchups. Well, make it even. You know, make even more of an effort. You know, that's you know, but it's like that's what the 110 percent comes in. That to me is where you got to get the edge. You've got to just that's you got to use your volume at this point. And um, and I still, you know, I know we we talk about this and. I think we we agree, but it's it's our delineation point that may be a little bit different. That we understand this environment. This is now where you need to pound up some of those pitching numbers because the landscape is so low. I think my my level of what I'm willing to trust is a little. I don't know if it's higher or lower. I have a little softer of a line than you do mm-hmm. at this point. I think we both agree that we need to do it. But you know, I I might I trust a few more pitchers than you may trust at this point, but. Because things are going to change, and whether it's just the weather or whether they figure something, you know, the, there's a lot of information out this week about the ball and the humidors and the the, um, the 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 dead spots because of the strings expanding, non-expanding. Um, I suggest that you, uh, if you're interested in this sort of thing, check out uh, Dr. Meredith Wills on Twitter. A fantastic. Um, uh, string this week, a st- string, pardon the pun, a thread, pardon the pun about the Reds too, I guess, uh, about the uh, about the ball and about different things that happening. In short, when you go into the humidor and if it adds moisture, the strings inside the baseball also mm-hmm. absorb moisture. And if they don't absorb them uniformly, that's where you get the, that's where you get the, um, the flat spots. Right, that's where the deformity of the ball comes because they expand more here than there, and there's a flat and the flat a flat spot. Uh, if the ball's not perfectly spherical, that you're going to get more drag on a on a, on that object, and the string expanding is pushing the seams out, and the seams being pushed out give more drag. So a couple things to my in my mind previously like how is this? How are there flat spots on the baseball? That makes no sense. Now it makes perfect sense. So. Great thread. Um, I'll, I'll I'll look it up as we're talking. Make sure I'll get the get get you, uh, Doctor Wills's his handle. But if you're interested in this sort of thing, it's a uh, it's a it's a great it's a great a great it's a great Twitter thread. Absolutely, and it is interesting. And the changes happening inside the ball as a result of the humidor. It's fascinating stuff. But I am kind of also sick of it. Like, can we just get a well a ball yeah. that's normal, please? So that that gave me the time to look it up. All right. It's at BBL, BBL, baseball, BBL underscore astrophysics. Nice. And it, physics is missing the, the I at the end. Uh, 
I wonder if that means it was a someone with physics with the eye. But it's Dr. Meredith Wills, and it's a great thread. Yeah, pretty wild and great job by her and others staying on top of this as we try to figure things out and we try to prognosticate and whatnot. Uh, Jaco Rizzi was picked up, Evan Longoria, Rafael Montero, and a guy not picked up in this league, but maybe will be, depending on how he fares tonight, Chase Silseth getting the call and jumping over the AAA level. So going from AA Rocket City straight to the big leagues to face the Oakland A's tonight. In the first come, first serve league, you know, even though my threshold for tolerance is a little lower than yours right now, Todd, uh, I still might think about picking up and streaming Silseth if I could uh, because this A's team is so bad offensively. And uh, with a guy with 30-some career innings under his belt, you don't in the professional innings. You don't really see that very often, a guy like that making his debut. Yeah, no, 22 years old, and you know, I had a kind of, I would say fudge, but yeah, I guess I did have to kind of fudge a projection just because he doesn't have that many innings where one would normally get an MLE. Yeah. And he still, I, I do, for my own site, I do, I rank pitchers by the day, by day for streaming and, and for DFS purposes, and he was in the top half. And there are some really good pitchers going, and even better now with Bueller. There are some really good pitchers on the mound tonight, and he still ended up in the top half. And as you kind of alluded to it, it's because he's going up against Oakland. Um, so uh, Silthath, you know, um, this year, 173 ERA, 0.85 whip in only 26 innings, 37 strikeouts, seven walks. As a 22-year-older in AA, translates pretty well. And then he had, what, five innings of, of, of ball last year. So, yeah, you know, if I was in a head-to-head league and I had daily pickups and my opponent was doing pretty well with pitching and I needed to make up some ground, Silseth's definitely someone I'm looking at. There's just not a lot of others out there right now. Yeah, and we just had a comment in the chat room. Excuse me, from Josh. Wanted to know if we're talking... Uh, DraftKings or FanDuel or just baseball in general? Just uh, baseball in general, mostly season-long baseball, that is. For the record, uh, though, well, not for the record. Talk a little DFS here and there. Yeah, Silseth, um, he wasn't listed, at least when I pulled the numbers this morning, oh, on no. either DraftKings or FanDuel. Oh, so I see. Whether they put people in over the course of the day, but I run the numbers in the morning, and he wasn't listed in, under either in either site. So I was going to say he might be a nice cheap DFS option, but he's not even in the pool. And At least he wasn't. I don't play it enough. I'm not a grinder enough to know yeah. whether they'll add him over the course of the day. I think what they may do is they may introduce new contests with him in it, but don't have him included in any contest that was already opened. I could see that. It's in the, the late slate, too. The Yeah. 940 Eastern. So maybe some of those late contests will have still Seth definitely keep a, keep an eye out for him because yeah, rarely do you see a guy with barely over 30 professional innings uh, making his big league debut, but clearly there, they think he's ready to go. So we'll see how he fares in his first uh, big league game. And we will get to next week's two start starters. Uh, momentarily. We'll first go to a quick word from our blue wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. 
Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link and Todd Zola. And we'll get into the two-start starters, unless you had anybody else on your mind uh, as far as pickups or just anything in general. Todd. No, I, you mentioned that someone on the on the chat, if you're watching us, no, it's not your computer. I am crooked. <laughs> my, yeah, my new place, it's literally on a slant. and um, So, the, so don't the curtain, scream, like, adjust your computer. Yeah, me. the curtain behind me is, it looks crooked and... If I start to you know go downhill, it's yeah, it literally it's on a slant. I'm, I but um but anyway, I'm kind of uh kind of slanted myself. So but anyway, no, I um uh, yeah, I've been you know we talked about the ball already. It's just been fascinating this this week. Finally, having some information come out about it. But let's uh, let's hit up the pitching, and I'll I'll come yeah. out, as I mentioned to you off air, uh, working. Uh, off the cuff, like you this week, uh, I did not run my numbers yet. I was doing a baseball HQ podcast previous to to this, so I did not get to uh, plug in the numbers and see where people land. So maybe there'll be some discrepancies when these come out Saturday, uh, um, Saturday morning. Yeah, definitely check out Todd's weekly pitcher ranks for a better idea once those come out. And check out our updated projected starters grid on Sunday because it's constantly evolving, constantly changing. And the, the guys do a great job of keeping up on, on top of everything. But right now, everything's our best guess and, and extremely mm-hmm. tentative. So keep that in mind as we uh, make our way through this list. I will say just real quick, because I just noticed it. Uh, Jared Kelnick was sent down today. And then Josh Naylor has been off to a crazy start. Had that, like, what, eight RBI game? Uh, on yeah, two homers, eight RBI. And then he followed up with another homer in, in his next game. I actually missed that. Uh, but yeah, he's betting 347 with five homers. He's on the COVID IL, so that's that's a tough break. You might want to swap him out of your weekend lineup if you can, and definitely the, you want to do that with Kelnick. I saw you know John Heyman dancing on Kelnick's grave a little bit. Kind of, uh, I mean, I'm not high on Kelnick anymore, but uh, I would say it is probably too early to write him off completely. Uh, even for this year, I mean, even for this for the first half, no, yeah. You know? To, still very talented, but um, yeah, I, uh, you know, if you're in a dynasty format and, and his uh, manager's ready to give up, yeah, Kalanick's great. I mean, a great building block. I, he'll be fine. Yeah, sent down for now. We'll see uh, how he fares. But uh, getting into the two-star pitchers, if you're unfamiliar, we grade them all on a zero to five scale. Zero meaning hands off. We wouldn't start them anywhere. Five meaning we're starting them across the board. And uh, Todd, I feel like we had these same two guys last week with the Diamondbacks, Bumgarner <laughs> and Kelly. Did we not? We, we probably I I deleted my grades from the Google sheet, but I could we, have sworn we, we did. We went with so many rainouts and, and everything yeah. else going on. We very well may have. Kelly's um, been super impressive, man. I I didn't really pay him much attention during draft season. Now he does have to go into LA, so that's kind of tough. But um, then he's at home against Sir. I'm sorry, at Chicago in Wrigley to close things out. So actually I like Kelly more than Bumgarner, although both have pretty similar ERAs right now under two. 
I think I'm going to give Kelly a four and Bumgarner a three. Yeah, Kelly, you know, coming off a near-complete game against Colorado, Miami kind of got to him a little bit, but that's somewhat to be expected. Mm-hmm. But uh, kind of, kind of, you know, Kelly, you know, Kelly fills up the zone, hasn't walked more than two batters in any game yet this year, and he's gone six, six, seven, eight. I mean, he's he's not a five and fly sort of guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I do like that. Um, is he a four though? Eh, I guess. Yeah. I, I'll at least. I'll, yes. I'll. I'll. I'll go with the L.A. and uh, in Chicago. Yeah, I'll go with the four for Kelly and the three for Bumgarner. Yeah, on the road, it could be you know regression week for Kelly, but I think he'll be okay. And I think if well, you've got him, you kind of have to start him. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the the you know the, there has to be regression just because no oh, one yeah. carries no one no one carries numbers. But you know, are the skills that he's displaying real? You know, I you know the 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 regress to what? I think the landing is is fairly soft. Ian Anderson for the Atlanta Braves. It'll be at Milwaukee, then at Miami. So Ian Anderson had a, cu- a couple of rough starts to, to begin the year. Then he's uh, kind of come on a little bit. So since his first start of the year, when he went only two and two thirds, he's gone at least five in every start. The two nine six ERA, one two four WHIP. Command and control have always kind of been questions with Ian Anderson, but I think you got to give him a three here, right? I think I'm going to give him. Yeah, I'm going to give him a three, and I want to know. I don't know yet off the top of my head, you know, all the answers to all these sort of things. That's why the internet's there. Uh, if you wait Anderson out, you can get to him. Yeah. I want to check out Milwaukee, Miami's, you know, patience numbers, and when I do my rankings, that's built in. So unfortunately, I don't have it. But if you, if I don't think either of those teams are are particularly free swingers, or I, I don't know that it matter too much. But going to give him a three. But if it turns out those teams are kind of don't walk very much, then he could be. You know, I I would I could think he'd be in the four range. Just pitch around Rowdy Tellez in that first start. Oh man, yeah. Be all right. And by the way, we have Spencer Strider penciled in, uh, penciled being the key term because we don't know. But uh, maybe he does. Shift into the traditional starter role. We'll see with Spencer Strider. Then for uh, Baltimore, Kyle Bradish, who we mentioned briefly, kind of in passing, and then Spencer Watkins. Watkins is zero, but Bradish after that 11K game really caught my attention. Uh, I think I'm still going to have him in like the two range, especially because he gets New York. Uh, but then Tampa Bay, both at home in that new spacious uh, Camden. So Spencer Watkins is zero, but I think I'm going to give. Let me think about that. Yeah, I'm going to give Bradish a two because the Yankees still scare me, even in Baltimore. Yeah, they're beginning to scare. Yeah, Ju- Judge and Stanton are getting their act together, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah Judge looks like a potential MVP. Yeah. Uh, he's even as a Red Sox fan, it's hard not to like Aaron Judge mm-hmm. as a player and it just as a as a face of the game. Um, I thought. I, I mean, I, I agree with the zero and Watkins, but I thought he was doing a little. You know, he's he's had he's run into a couple of. Uh, rougher outings the last couple of games. He was st- he started out better, and it's kind of fallen apart. Uh, so yeah, I, I will agree with the zero, but I did have to look because I thought he was pitching better. Bradish, you know, I just uh, I'm I'm with you, but you know, we, as we kind of alluded to, pitching so well, but these these matchups will will tell. And man, eleven strikeouts against the Cardinals, no walks. That's hard to ignore. Um, yeah, that's pretty pretty impressive. We'll go so. to, we you know we'll go to, and he you know he fanned more than a batter in inning at every level, so he does have an in him. So, um, yeah, he's not so, a total nobody prospect, you know. He's, yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, my hesitation, I may you know, I may even think he's a three. Hmm. Uh, one reason being, um, kind of, I mean, kind of a loaded question right now. But um, you know, guess guess who leads the league in strikeouts versus right-handers? Uh, Tampa Bay, the team he faces second. Hmm. So you know, I, I think I'm going to go with the three. Okay, um, just because of, three. because of that, the, the strikeouts versus Tampa at home. All right, that's good. Good points there on Bradish. Uh, next up, Garrett Whitlock for your Boston Red Sox, a two one nine ERA, but he's versus Houston versus Seattle and Whitlock after going five in his May 4th outing, then only went three against Atlanta tough to nail down, you know, pitch count and workload expectations from start to start. But man, I think you want this guy active. So I think I'm going to give him a four. Um, 
Is that too high given that he's not like stretched out as a full starter? Um, no, but yeah, but you, you, you kind of just mentioned it. I mean, is he in the rotation? Is this, is this what it's going to be? Um, I'm, you know, I'm, as, as you know, will he get that second start? Will Boston do something? Yeah. But as a pure pitcher, I think a four is fair. You know, I, I think, yeah, both home. I think a four is a fair mark. Uh, we've got Eovaldi also with two starts. I mean, I was, I was about to say five, but I'm not sure that he deserves. I think he's a four. Yeah, I think he's a four too. I, I actually could see this being kind of ugly for uh, Evaldi, but well, I just kind of been waiting for him to fall apart for a while. So that's just on. Yeah, I mean, eventually he'll be right, but you know, in three or four years. No, I, uh, I, no, he's he's still, he's very good. Um, I, uh, there's more of a health issue with me, and he has he's proven very proven very durable. You know, he's given up three runs in each of his last two outings. Um, but I don't think he's going to get blown up. But he may not dominate either. Now, Wade Miley for the Chicago Cubs, he came back and handed out five free passes in only three innings. You look at the matchups for him, and they're pretty good versus Pitt versus Arizona. But uh, clearly he's not feeling himself yet. He doesn't have his control yet, so... Uh, not stretched out, only three innings again as his debut. So, I, man, I maybe a one, but that might be. I mean, Wade Miley might just be a zero till for the yeah. notes. Doesn't he feel like a trap? Yeah, it's like, man, we got to start him. It's Wade Miley. It's Pittsburgh. It's Arizona. It's at home. I'm gonna go with a one because I don't think he's a zero. But you know, if I have him in a draft championship, or I would have to consider, and I have to think, it's not an automatic start. I would yeah. definitely have to consider it. Um, That's the way to put it. I think it's not yeah. an automatic start, even if you've been waiting on Miley. It's yeah, uh, not a guy who's good enough to like uh, just like negate all the concerns we have here. Wait, wait, Clay. Just just as the Reds get hot, they only have five games next week. Mercifully, oh. they only have five games. No, what do you mean? Mercifully, they've been crushing <laughs> it lately. Yeah, they've won like four of six or something. Yeah, break up the Reds. <laughs> Hey, it has been fun, and at least to get a few wins here, or there. It Brand kind of blows my Murray. mind that like the Red Sox have like four more wins oh, than the Reds. Gosh, it's anyway. uh, it's hard to believe. And the Tigers too are down there. It's yeah, yep. At least the Reds weren't trying, and then sucked. Um, <laughs> like the the Tigers and the Red Sox, but uh, yeah, two games, uh, two days off next week for the Reds, so they they only have uh, five games, and same for Cleveland two off days. But then for Colorado, Antonio Senzatella versus San Francisco versus the Mets. Two home starts. That's a zero. That's asking to just kill your season. Yeah, but it, you know, it's worth pointing out that's six games in Colorado next week. Ooh, yeah. That's uh maybe you pick up some fringe fringe Rockies, maybe even some fringe like Giants and, and Mets. Yeah, you get your you get your Lamont Wade in there. Yeah. You know, save my offense, Lamont Wade. Uh, Lucas Giolito and Dylan Cease for uh, the White Sox. Dylan Cease, didn't he have like a little bit of a – he gave like oh. six the other day. but He struck out like, what, f- struck like out 11. 11 out of the first 12 or something like that. Yeah, He was about to break Roger Clemens and Kerry Wood's record, and then he you know ended up giving that many runs. That's baseball. Yeah, um, so over his last few outings, 11 Ks, 8, 11, 9. So. Yep. Uh, any – any lingering concerns with him, or is he kind of like in that ace tier? Because I think I'm, uh, I'm thinking about giving him a five. Uh, Even the, the one the ratio, is at New York. Ratios are still volatile. Yeah, I'll He's give him four. Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, I'm starting him, but I don't yeah. mean if we're rating, though, performance wise, I think it's a four. Gilito, yeah. a five. Gilito's a five. Yeah, he's a five. But Cease, I think, yeah, maybe you're right that because we like to reserve that five. Typically for the uh, yeah, I mean, well, very me, top. I'm not top. so so sure that he deserves it. I mean, gave up a bunch, you know, you still get up homers. I mean, Twitter was saying you got to walk watch Cece. He's about to set a record. Well, you, you, you kind of did. He set a record for what, what did the, what did the, there was some weird, the Yankees, no team has scored. The Yankees did something with like 11 strikeouts. And I don't remember exactly what it was over the course of the game. Cause I can only see what Cece did on the page I'm looking, but it was like, they had some, they set some kind of weird team record uh, in that game by striking out so much. 
Hmm. I didn't realize that. But that's interesting. Um, yeah, and I'm, I, it, it, I'm being so particular and, and specific with my with my comment. It's easy to figure it out. Can you be more vague, Zola? Jeez. Oh, that's all anyway. right. But uh, <laughs> in the Rotowire Staff Keeper League, I picked up Bo Brisky last week for a buck. It's an 18-team keeper league, and I was like, all right, probably going to be cut because he was struggling out of the gate against Oakland. Then he ended up turning in a quality start against Oakland, but only 11 Ks in 21 innings against 10 walks. So uh, still need to see more before I consider him in a traditional league. And at Tampa Bay, at Cleveland, I, I don't know if he's even a one. I may go zero for Brisky. You know, there's very few foods which I just don't enjoy, and brisket being one of them. So I don't know that, that I should be letting that influence my ranking at all. Um, but but I am. You uh, might get cooked like brisket. It's weird. It's the same as you know, it's the same cut of meat as corned beef, but I like corned beef. It's just the way it's cooked. Um, and you know, it's you know, my 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 tribe them is it's brisket's big within there, and I just don't happen to enjoy it. Um those matchups, though, I'm thinking about a one. I'm going to give him a one. Okay. Yeah. Probably undeserved, but I'm, I'm going to give him a one. And that this is the this is the eh, I need to get all the starts I can before pitching starts to stink again. I mean, he's been good despite the lack of K's, but I just with all that contact allowed, it's too volatile for me right now. So run run scoring has gone up this week, and we kind of predicted yeah. it. The pitching was just bad this week. I mean, it's it's warmer. I don't know where you are, Clay, but I'm in the 80s right now in Boston. Well, outside yeah, of Boston. It's uh, gotten real warm. It's unseasonably yeah. warm here. Yeah, so after yeah. like the six months of below freezing, it's in yeah. the 80s. Here. But pitching this week, having to do with the rainouts and some COVID stuff, I you know I, again on on the show we did you know you you do it later in the week with Jeff we you know I, I said you know runs runs is going to be up this week and it's nothing more than the pitching isn't very good. Yeah, always good to keep that in mind uh, when looking at the offensive numbers from around the league. And Jake Odorizzi has been, man, <laughs> since his, like, you know, two-thirds of an inning hiccup on April 20th, he's been great. He's gone total of 17 and two-third innings in his last three starts. Only one earned run allowed, so that's an 0-51 ERA, 12-4K to, to walk, 0-5-7 whip. I mean, I guess I got to start giving Odorizzi some – some respect again at Boston versus Texas. Not a bad two-step mentioned. He was picked up in the stake league. I think I'll go two. I'm not willing to quite go three. Cause I think, you know, like Ian Anderson, Bumgarner, he's not quite up there yet. Yeah. All right. Well, you mentioned the good and you know, one run in the past three starts, one home run allowed. It was, you know, that run was on a home run. Only given up six hits. He's been, excuse me. The point I'm making has been lucky, but, He's only walked four in that time. He's been good too. Um, I just, I, I mean, you know, th- to me, the regression monster is just waiting to rear its ugly head. I'm going to go with a one, but I understand, uh, you know, I think, I, I think at Boston, scary. I think the Boston offense is due to wake up. And Texas isn't particularly scary, but I mean, I could see, I could see the Red Sox. And it's not, it's not my fandom, but I can see the Red Sox laying one on them. Yeah, that could be a trap, especially given how well he's been pitching. Although, I mean, then having, you know, again, this is my, now this is my fandom. I don't know how many times I've seen junk ballers just crush the Red Sox, mm-hmm. you know, so that could happen too. But I do think you're right. They're kind of a sleeping giant. Maybe not a giant, but they're they're bound to wake up in some form or fashion pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Keller, Brady Singer. Brady Singer's a zero, but Brad Keller, man pretty darn good so far so let's look at these matchups again uh, versus the white Sox versus minnesota for brad keller team's just so bad he's one and three despite a 270 era so uh what do you think a, a three for keller is that too generous no i'm i'm, I'm on a three i'm uh, yeah i'm i'm, I'm with I, th- I actually figured you for a two i'm on it i'm on a three um even though the white Sox offense is beginning to tick uh, Moncada with a big homer yesterday. Uh, I'm still going to go with the three. I've been, you know, I I've been on Keller anyway uh, for the past couple of years. Not you know, not as a Cy Young candidate, but as a streamer. So uh, if I'm been on him, I got to stay on him. Yeah, I'm with you there. You were 
You were ahead of most people on uh, Keller. Well, it cost me last year. I know year. it cost you a little bit. Big yeah. time. You it's saw like, something there when most people didn't see anything. Well, it, which means that Taylor, well, Taylor Hearn, I dropped him, and he did well this week. You know, I, I guess the lesson, my personal lesson, is you can have these Brad Kellers. You don't have to start them right away. Um, but then you lose when, the, you know, when they are good. So I didn't learn my lesson with Taylor Hearn, who went out and threw five scoreless last time. But we'll get to him in a minute. No two-star starters for the Angels. Uh, yeah, and we'll see if Silseth gets another opportunity to be on today. But then uh, for the Dodgers, Tony Gonsolin. We'll see how they shuffle things around. But tentatively, we have Tony Gonsolin in there for two. And then they like Ryan Pepio. He was sent down, but maybe they could add him as the 27th man for the twin bill. I'm maybe. not exactly sure how that Yeah, McCurse are out for sure, yeah. Yeah, so he only went three innings and had some control issues, Pepio, in his debut. But maybe... Well, they'll need to figure something out for that second half of the twin bill next week. But Tony Gonsolin's been great versus Arizona at Philly. I mean, I guess I got to give Tony Gonsolin. I think I give him a three, but he's been pretty darn exciting so far. Has, has he, though? Has he not been K in many guys? I really 23 strikeouts and 13 walks in 27 innings. Yeah. 16, 16 hits in 27 innings. Again, another... Now I, you know, I, I, like, I like to say the regression monster's on the way, but the way you fend off the regression monster is with better skills, and Gonsolin is perfectly capable of ratcheting up that strikeout rate and, and displaying a little bit better control. Mm-hmm. So it's not a given, but I think there's, you know, there's a bit of a well, of course, a one-three-three array. There's always a mirage, but I think the whip is artificially low too. So while I agree that it's a three. I think we need to sort of slow down. I'm not saying this was your narrative. I think we need to slow down the uh, Kershaw's out, Gonson needs to step up, blah, 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 uh, narrative that we're about to hear. But these, uh, these yeah, opponents, fair. Arizona, how about how about Bryce Harper, you know, with, with, with hitting home runs with the with the with the torn the torn elbow there. Yeah, um, he can't play the field, but he can hit bombs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So That's anyway, good. and you're right. You know, Tony Gonson. I said, you know, exciting start. The surface numbers are exciting, mm-hmm. uh, but you're right that under the hood, it's not not as yeah, much. The, there is still the, a lot of green though on his page yeah. here uh, on RotoWire because not allowing many barrels, but the K and walk numbers really not so. Yeah, and I think I think I think we'll be, be meeting in the middle. His skills will improve to fend off whatever regression he has coming. Well, regression has caught up to Jesus Lazardo a little bit recently, uh, and he struggled with his controls the last outing. The four walks, so his second four walk game of the year. K's have been trending downward since the start of the year. Um, and I'm probably going to give him like a four, but uh, I think this is a reminder that this guy's missed a lot of time and just performing for a prolonged stretch is not something he's ever done. Correct. I, you know, beginning of the year some 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 adrenaline flow let's see what happens when he settles in to me the most important thing is he's still healthy yeah and i think you know give like you suggest as far as we know anyway as far as we know um i don't love these matchups but they are at home um i'll 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 match i'll I'll match her i'll see your four or i'll uh, call your four if if we're doing poker terms i suppose um but yeah um yeah, I took some flack in the recent column. I mentioned I traded for Lazardo in a dynasty league, and one of our readers thinks I should have been kicked out of the league uh, for only getting Lazardo back when I traded away Jacob Degrom, which just goes to show you know different strokes for different folks. Um, and every league's different like that. Yeah, keeper yeah, league, so. yeah. But anyway, you know, Freddie Peralta for the Brewers, he lines up for two. Now he hasn't been like full Freddie at least last year's Freddie yet, but. Uh... He's been improving. His last few outings, he has a two one six ERA, less three outings. So, well, he still has an ERA over four. I think actually I'm going to give him a five because I feel like Freddie Peralta is a five pitcher. Person. 38 strikeouts, 11 walks. So the you know, only one home run. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what his ex-FIP and FIP. Is. I can easily look it up, but I have to expect. I have to imagine his expected ERA is a little bit lower. I'm going to stick. I'll, I'll agree with a five. No two-start starters from Minnesota, but it does look like Josh Winder is going to be sticking around long-term with Paddock out. So, yeah, uh, if Winder's still sitting out there, I'd recommend going and getting him, especially because he's coming off a not-so-great outing. You might be able to get him for a few bucks cheaper than you, you otherwise would. 
Uh, Tyler McGill had a little bit of a, well, maybe more than a little bit of a hiccup. Uh, eight earned runs. I guess that's not just a little hiccup, but uh, yeah, his ERA jumps like from two four three to four four one in one outing. So two runs, essentially jumping up in one bad outing. So uh, a good reminder that these can happen even with guys who seem to be breaking out. Uh, let yep. me see the matchups versus St. Louis. At Colorado, I guess I'll give Tyler McGill like a two. I think that's maybe with one start in Colorado. I I don't know if I can go higher than that. I'm I'm debating if that's one spot too high, to be honest with you. Maybe so. Um, I don't know if he's established enough to be able to, you know, get away with it. Um, Yeah, all right. Home, home, the first start home against St. Louis. All right, I will go two, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm almost hoping that Sunday starts rained out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he'd be. Well, we have McGill Walker, so. Oh yeah, he always lines up early yeah, in the rotation. Get pushed up, yeah. That's I right. guess maybe right. Walker will get his rain. Might get his rain down, but I think <laughs> Taiwan's like a. I guess if I'm going to give McGill a one, maybe or McGill two, maybe I give Walker a one, but it's a. Yeah, no, one. I, I agree. I agree with that. Yep. The Yankees, Luis Severino and Jameson Tyone at Baltimore. Versus the White Sox. I like both these guys. I mean, Tyone's uh, been better than Severino to this point. Severino, I do have some concerns with. I was watching some of his outing against the Blue Jays. Didn't look all that great, to be honest. But um, these matchups going into Baltimore then versus the White Sox, I think I'm going to give them both fours. I'm still at the three spot with Severino, but I think he eventually will be a four or five type pitcher. But I'm still one outing, six inning outing against Baltimore. The rest, you know, five tops. So um, I'm going to stick with a three for Severino and a four for Tyon. Okay, I got you down as a three for Sevy. And then uh, Zach Logue, pretty good start to his big league career. I don't know a ton about Zach Logue, but uh, K's aren't, aren't terrible. Walks are pretty low, yeah, two and one. I need to see more, but uh, I guess in those leagues where you're kind of desperate ale only, maybe maybe he's a one. Yeah, was it the Detroit pitcher? Was it Wentz? He was. I, I actually like the Detroit rookie more than um, than Logue in, the, in that matchup, and Logue outpitched him. But mm-hmm. yeah, with these matchups, although LA's hitting pretty well now, yeah, in that park, I'll give him a one. But eh, you know, yeah, just was he. Uh... I have to imagine he was a trade acquisition, wasn't he? Let me uh, s- just scroll through his old notes. Yeah, he was uh, traded to the Blue Jays in the uh, – oh, that was in the Chapman deal. So I guess I forgot that he was in Yeah, that. I was going to say Buffalo. Yeah, I'm looking at the minor league. Yeah, Buffalo would have been uh, Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, I know Shea Langoliers is uh, killing it in the minors and Logue yeah. doing well, so yeah. maybe yeah. they didn't do so bad in that trade. Now, Zach Eflin for F- the Phillies, he's the cover boy of Jeff Zimmerman's latest drops article at Rotowire. So he's getting dropped in a lot of leagues. Maybe it's time to scoop him up. He does uh, get the Dodgers in the second one and the Padres in the first. Padres, I just kind of have it in my head that they're not all that scary, but they have been playing pretty well so far. So maybe time to go pick up Eflin after, uh, you know, kind of middling surface numbers. Yeah, but are you starting this week? Ugh. I'm going to give him probably uh, two, but I'm going to give him a one and I'm not, he is not on my, you know what? I'd rather get him after this week because he's going to stink <laughs> than, yeah. than use him this week. I'm not, if I'm looking for a two starter, he is not on top of my list. Although I haven't seen a whole lot that would be this week. True. Yeah. It's kind of a tough week for two start starters. And Eflin, uh, he hasn't been all that bad. He's only given up one homer. I guess this latest outing he had where he gave up five, Kind of skewed things, but yeah. uh, he hasn't been all that bad. So I can see your hesitation, I but like I'll him. give him I a mean, two. I do like him a bit. Um, he was kind of slow out of the gate. Was I forget? Was he injured or there was something going on early yeah, on? Maybe COVID um, IL or something. Slow, slow out of the gate, but uh, I mean he's out with COVID now. Eighteen strikeouts and five walks. Or, yeah, twenty-four innings. Don't love where he's at, but I mean he's he's better. It's the matchups. I like the I like the pitcher as a streamer. He's matchup oriented, and these just aren't the matchups for me. Any reason to consider Bryce Wilson at all? I'm going to give him a zero. 
Um, in a Bryce only league, maybe. But other than that, maybe in a Wilson only league. No, yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not a fan. No two set starters for uh, San Diego next week because I think they're getting Snell back, right? So Snell will be back next yeah, week. Yeah, and, and, and like. Gore has done nothing to knock himself he out of rotation. Spot, right. I'm curious to see what they do next week. Uh, you know, I don't see anybody clearly to knock down, but there's too many good pitchers to go with a six man in that rotation. I'm with you there. So, um, I was sorry, I was reading some comments. So, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, sorry, there's some comment in the room about some egregious take, but I can't really figure out what he's talking about. So, we'll move on. Uh, I probably offer a lot of agree just take so uh, it's hard to hard to pinpoint the exact one. Uh, Chris Flexen, Logan Gilbert. I'm not a Chris Flexen guy, and it's kind of you know I don't mean to pat myself on the back too hard, but he's one and five, four two four ERA is serviceable, I guess. But uh, whereas Logan Gilbert's creeped up into a five range even at Toronto to start, um, Flexen's like man a one, I think. I just I don't like the skills. Yeah, all right. So I'm seeing your comment. We don't just just so Josh knows, we don't we generally don't do DFS. I mean, I play DFS. I think I play a little more than Clay, but that really isn't part of the um, part of the you know we we don't we're not prepared to name your stacks. Rotowire has got articles specific for DK and FanDuel. Oh, yeah. Tons where you, of we, where you can go DFS. to and, and and get and get them. But um, um, I don't know you know who's 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 who you're talking about egregious take on stacks, but but anyway. Um, need clay to make my bad day go to way. I, I don't know. All right. Um, all right. What was the question, Clay? Oh, oh just quick flexing. I, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm giving uh, Logan Gilbert to five, but flexing you know one. I, I think I'm a little higher in flexing than you are, but he's a matchup guy, and I don't like at Toronto and I don't like at Boston. Yeah. Ah, man. One might even be generous. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking you know? too. But I'm gonna keep him a one. But that's kind of like what I'm gonna go with a one. Did last year. I'm gonna go with a one. But man, um, I could see this being a Reverson. I could see this becoming a flexend week. <laughs> I could see getting could flexed. It'd be getting flexed, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could see getting flex this week. That might be the new Gombard in time. Yep, uh, yep. Alex Ooh, Wood at Colorado. By the way, he got cr- not crushed. But the Giants hit him hard again. Oh, not quite <laughs> like course. last year. Oh, man. Anyway. All right. It's always a trap with Gomber. <laughs> no, maybe not always. But, uh, he uh, suckered people in yet again. Now, Alex Woods at Colorado to start next week hmm. versus San Diego. I might have to be, like, kind of forced into starting him. I don't want to, but I like Alex Woods. So, I guess a two, but could be playing with fire. No, I agree. A two. I'm going to go with it. I think, you know what? I think a pitcher like Wood, you hope, you know, survives Colorado. Five innings, three runs, something like that. I don't think he gets crushed. Um, and then you just hope he makes up for it at the end of the week. Miles Michaelis has been outstanding. Uh, Steven Matz, not so much. But, you know, Matz's underlying skills, I still kind of intrigued by. And yeah. actually scooped him up in one league where he was dropped. Good, so good, um, good for you. Yeah, thank you. It was... <laughs> I like Matt more than that. Michaelis, even though Michaelis is pitching better. Yeah, I can see that still. Skills I mean, wise, yeah. I, at yeah. the Mets, at Pitt. So both have pretty nice matchups. Two really good pitching parks. So um, I'm going to give Michaelis a four and Matt's a three, but are you flip flopped on that? No, you know, I'm actually going to, I'm going to explain. I'm going to go exactly what you're doing. But I, I think what I, what I kind of like the skills of Matt's more. However, Michaelis is just so smart. And these are great pitching parks, and he's got de- great defensive outfield. So especially, you know, in this, in this, with this ball, I think Michaelis is, you know, it's kind of like softball. Here, hit it, my guy will catch it, and he's just he's doing really well. And with two starts, you get a few extra strikeouts, and so I'm going to go four. Now, I don't like Michaelis long term, but for these matchups, I do. Awesome. Okay. Um, next up, Shane McClanahan. He's a five, right? He is a five. Where would He's he be drafted? Awesome. Where would he be drafted? You know, where where is he going to go in the Memorial Day NFBC League? 
you know. I don't see him getting out of the third round. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. Uh, John Gray, you know, it seems like every time he comes back, he's leaving the game again because he's hurt. Yeah. Now they expect him to make his next start, but uh, yeah, he came back, went three innings, I think got hurt, then four and the third innings got hurt again. So I feel bad for John Gray, but uh, until I see him come back and at least clearing five again, I don't think I can start him. And the Angels have been like red hot offensively. So I'm going to go zero actually on John Gray. Yeah, he could be subject of, uh, of, of Jeff's. You know, trash article. I mean, no, not it's not it's not a trash article. He calls it other man's trash, right? Yeah. Was, I don't, Jeff, yeah. Jeff, I didn't call your article trash. No, no. But yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> well, like a perfect example uh, of a guy who could be yeah, dropped. Yeah, in exactly. That's what I'm trying to. Now, I like yeah. Ray, and in in a draft champions, he's on my bench, and I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm ready to put him in, but I, I he, to me, in this in a twelve teamer, he's gone. I think in a fifteen teamer at this point, as you say. He's, he can't rely on him yet. I think he'll come back later in the year, but right now, to me, he's a drop. And and if I have him, Houston, I guess I'm going to give him a one, but it's not comfortable. Yeah, I just those those matchups, I just can't see starting him. So yeah. I'm going zero, but I got you down as a one. The zero and Hearn, right? Uh you know he's gonna gonna throw two gems because I dropped him, but. You know what? I'm going to go with a one because I still do believe in the talent. Okay. And I, I think there's just better things in store for Texas in general, but I, I'm going to go with a one. All right. I got you marked down. Then you say Kikuchi, among the guys we've talked about who are freely available uh, in a lot of leagues. I mean, Kikuchi's probably the the one I'm most interested in, in going out and getting this week because he's been pitching a little better. Uh, control still has been a little spotty, but Versus Seattle versus Cincy. I really like that. So um, I'm going to give him a three, but uh, yeah, I like him more than like uh, like Zach F. I'm going to say three, but in my head, I'm thinking he's going to pitch like a four. I, I have to remember what it is. He's, he's he, he switched up his picks, Mitch. Easy for me to say. Pitch, mix. Yeah. Um, and I think it's working. Um, so in my, I think he can perform like a four but I think you still have to temper and call it a three. Yeah, I think that's right. Now, Aaron Sanchez suffered, quote, a little bone bruise on his left hand Wednesday, but uh, we still have him penciled in, and K's just haven't been there. This guy won Rookie of the Year, what, in like 2016 or whatever that was? He and Strong time leave the Blue Jays to championship after championship. <laughs> yeah. So he threw 192 innings in 2016, and he hasn't, thrown more than 131 since then or hasn't reached 132 in any season so uh, good to see him back pitching but he struggled and uh, no no reason i would consider picking up aaron sanchez zero no yeah um yeah annabelle's out for a while yeah whenever we see a sanchez have to make sure which one it is but annabelle is still out yeah washington's getting kind of thin as far as if he doesn't pitch who's going to go for him Washington's kind of getting a little bit thin there with, with some of their pitchers being out and hurt, et cetera. I'm not sure where they would go. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go zero. And uh, I mean, that sinker, was it the sinker back in the day, the hard sinker that was going to make him a star and it just never, never came to fruition. Yeah. That's just the game of baseball for you. It's a incredibly tough game and hard to really hard to sustain success in this game. All right, well, let's review the grades for the week of May 16th, 2022. Madison Bumgarner, three. Merrill Kelly, four. Ian Anderson, three. Spencer Watkins, zero. Kyle Bradish, I say two, but Todd, three. Garrett Whitlock, four. Nathan Eovaldi, four. Wade Miley, one. Maybe that's generous. Antonio Sensatella, zero. Dylan Cease, four. Lucas Giolito, five. Bo Brisky, I say zero. Todd, one. Jake Odorizzi, I say two, Todd, one. Uh, Brady Singer, zero. Brad Keller, three. Tony Gonsolin, three. Jesus Lazardo, four. Freddie Peralta, five. Tyler McGill, two. Tywin Walker, one. Luis Severino, I say four, Todd, three. Jameson Tyone, four. Zekalo, one. Zach Eflin, I say two, Todd, one. Bryce Wilson, zero. Chris Flexen, one. Logan Gilbert, five. Alex Wood, two. 
Miles Michael is four. Steven Matz, three. Shane McClanahan, five. John Gray, I say zero, but Todd, one. Taylor Hearn, I say zero, Todd, one. Yusei Kikuchi, three. Aaron Sanchez, zero. So good luck this week and Fab. Anything else on your mind today, Todd? Uh, you know, let's answer the dude's question. I know it's not low price, but I kind of like Kevin Gosman on tonight's slate for, for DraftKings. I do remember doing a little bit of research against, I mentioned Tampa Bay strikes out a lot. So to our DFS friend, um, I, I kind of, I know he's not low priced, but I like Gosman tonight. Nice. I was wondering I if his, uh, ah, forget it, but, uh, <laughs> I was wondering what his, maybe he was saying that our talk about the, the balls having flat spots. I mean, that's no, like, no, no. I don't think real. he was. I don't think he was saying. I don't think Josh was saying that we had an egregious take. I think it was just something in general about DFS. Oh, um, oh maybe I don't know. Maybe it was. Either way, that's real. Like there, I've been balls that are all wobbly and misshapen. All right, yeah. all right. Go, go, going up again. Yeah, Josh was making fun of that, dude. Read the, read read Twitter. There are dents on the ball. The balls are the strings are not expanding uniformly, and they're throwing balls out of the game because there are flat spots. Yeah, um, we've seen them. I mean, there have been yeah, pictures so you, of some wanna, balls with big old yeah, I mean, you know, not, misshaped. You know, you, you want to, you know, we're not being defensive here. Re, you know, keep up on the news, my friend. Yeah, I just, I was trying to figure out what he was <laughs> talking about. Then I thought maybe he was talking about our discussion on the flat spots on the ball. But anyway, spot, great stuff. Flat spot here, flat spots on my head. <laughs> yeah, right here, too. Um, but yeah, great stuff, Todd. Really appreciate all the insights. Uh, and yeah, hope you all join us next week. We'll be grading our two start starters and looking ahead to Fab. Good luck in your leagues. We'll be here to help you every Friday. Hope you'll join us on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast.